Hi, this is Linda Jackson, Ms. Setlusting Bruce, and at our house, it's always time to talk Bruce Springsteen, unfortunately. Johnny works in a factory. Billy works downtown. Terry works in a rock and roll band. Looking for the million dollar song. I got a job down in Darlington. But some nights I don't go. Some nights I go to the drive in. Some nights I stay home. Follow that dream just like those guys. Drove that Challenger down Route 9 Through the dead ends and all the bad scenes And when the promise was broken I cashed in a few of my own dreams Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce Your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans I am your host, Jesse Jackson and joining me today is a Springsteen fan all the way from Germany. How are you doing, Torsten? Hi, I'm doing fine. Thanks. Well, good. Thank you for taking time out of your Sunday afternoon to visit with me. I'm uh, glad to be with you. Yeah, uh, we tried to record last week and we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we are up and running today and I'm excited to visit with you. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, what should I say? Um, I'm living in Germany, as you said. I'm uh, 36 years old. And well, we just moved yesterday, so it's a bit of a mess here. Um, sitting in my new house. And I hope the wireless connection will work for the whole podcast. Um, what else do you want to know about me? So, um, I think that's a good start. We're going to ask a few questions. Um, tell me, um, talk about growing, where did you grow up in? Where, where'd you grow up at? I've grown up in the town of Oberhausen. That's in uh, Western Germany. Okay. Back then, really Western Germany, because in, in 81, we still had uh, East Germany. Um, so it's all about an hour north of Cologne, it's probably the nearest, uh, biggest city everybody knows about. And um, it's a pretty small town in the Ruhr area, um, which is which is the, the old steel area of Germany. Um, but we have had a, quite a big change here in this area in the last years, um, meaning that, that we haven't had any steel uh, mines, uh, steel uh, workers here, any coal mines anymore. Um, I guess they all get it from China right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, What kind of music did uh, your – I always like to talk about that. Growing up, what kind of music did your family listen to? Oh, my father first. um, He's a fan of the Stones, of course. Um, He's born in 49, so it means um, he's grown up with that music, and he he loves the Stones to this day. Okay. Uh, 
He also loves uh, bands like the, the Trucks, I guess, and the McCoys. Um, that was just his time, I guess. And um, he's growing up with the music, and he still hears it today. And I have a brother um, living next to my house right now. And he's highly interested in music. Um, he hears a lot of stuff and even tries to get a copy of each major release. And he even goes as far as having a top 10 list each year of all the records he's heard. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he has really a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, some that I like and some that I don't like. Um, about Springsteen, well, I guess he likes him and he honors him, um, but he's probably not his favorite. Okay, very cool. Now, how about you? Um, you know, did you, you, you mentioned some of your dad's music you like, some you don't. Um, what, you know, what did you, um, like when you started getting in your own musical identity what what kind of music did you like did you kind of rebel against your father or did you kind of uh, take at least part of it from him and neither each of them um I've, I've been starting hearing music very late i guess um back in high school i didn't hear any music at all um but it was in the 90s um there was a lot of real bad music around we had all that europop and eurodance stuff here on the radio um, don't know if it reached the USA, but I've never liked it. Um, so basically, it's about back then I saw that everybody has to get its own thoughts in his mind. Uh, and music is about uh, letting someone else put thoughts in your mind. That's what I thought back then. Um, so and I didn't want that happen to me. And so I wanted to think independent, and you know, it's like, uh, it's lyrics like, life is a roller coaster, you know, I guess that was Roland Keating, wasn't it? Life is a roller coaster, just got read it. Uh, what a stupid idea. So um, it wasn't only about till I discovered Bruce that I really started uh, listening to music. Well, that's a perfect lead in. How did you discover Bruce? Well, long story. Um, that's okay. Long stories are what this podcast is about. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, I was back then, um, and I still am working for as a volunteer for the German Life Saving Association. That's basically kind of German Baywatch, you know, real lifeguards. And as we are all volunteers, um, we do a lot of things in ourselves. And um, that day, I remember first listening Bruce was when we... Um, we're digging the ground uh, underneath the sidewalk to renew our toilet pipes or savage pipes, you call it, right? Um, so it was a workload for a whole weekend, and on that special day, one of my friends uh, bought some music to listen to, and that was the live box, the uh, 7585 live box. And the very first song that I ever heard about from Bruce was on disc three, um, day one. I guess you all know what I mean. That's a river. And that was the first song that I've ever heard from Bruce. Uh, yeah, while digging the ground, uh, renewing our savage part. Wow, that's a great story. Um, what about it made you kind of stand up and, you know, kind of listen? What, why, what spoke to you about it? 
um, there was wasn't even the music. Um, I guess uh, the ripper starts with this very long introduction. I guess everybody knows uh, about it. And yeah, well, in some way I, I've liked him. I've liked him like he was talking. It seemed so so honest to me and uh, what he was telling. And, 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 and I even liked the, the band, uh, even if it's very. Uh, if it's not to be heard very loud in the introduction. But I, yeah, mostly I like the introduction to the river. And um, the music haven't been that bad at all. Um, and just the, I guess, in the very next day or the day after, um, I went on and then bought all his records. And yeah, I really fell in love with him. Um, yeah, that's basically the story. Yeah, um, you know, I hear that a lot with people that just you stay with me. Yeah, I hear that a lot with people that, um, you know, there's just something about the music, kind of, you know, the lyrics and the melodies, and it just it calls to you. Um, I always like to ask this question, though I, I s make it a point that. You know, the number of times you've seen Bruce is not a fair barometer uh, of what kind of fan you are. But just for the record, uh, how many times have you seen Bruce live? Uh, well, I've, I've got a list of that. Okay. Second. That's uh, 28 plus Berlin plus Paris. It's exactly 30 times right now. Nice. Exactly 30 times in uh, five, no, sorry, six countries. 30 times in six countries here in Europe. Very cool. Uh, that is awesome. Um, any favorites that stand out? Sure. Um, the first concert I've been to, that was in Cologne. I believe it was the 15th of April, 99. Um, I've just turned 18 at that time, and it was the first, the very first Springsteen concert I've seen. Of course, it's still one of my favorites. Um, it was really a good concert. Um, and my favorite to this day is um, Berlin in 2002. Um, there was a very short area, a very small arena, and it was hard to get tickets. But a friend who was lucky enough to get us some tickets, and so we were driving to Berlin. It's about uh, five hours away, I guess, with the car. And we've been staying there for about three days. Yeah, I'm going to the concert, and uh, we even managed to meet Bruce in, in, at this hotel on this day. Oh, tell me this story. Um, yeah, well, um, basically, we have heard in, in which hotel Bruce will stay. And I have to tell a short story before. Oh, no, please. We have been in Berlin in 99. And we have heard that Bruce is staying in the hotel Four Seasons. And so we were all about, about for me and five of my pals, we were driving to the hotel Four Seasons. And yeah, arriving there, we, we heard that Bruce isn't staying in the Four Seasons, but instead of in the Fjärvesseiten which is German for Four Seasons, and they really have both of this in Berlin. Um, but, but each in, in uh, one end of the town. So we were 
just in the in the wrong hotel. Okay. In uh, 2002, we've done better. Uh, and Bruce was in, uh, staying in the Four Seasons, and that's where we met him. So we have been waiting about, I guess, an hour in front of the hotel. And first came out uh, Prince, <laughs> the artist formerly known as. Um, but I even didn't notice him. He's a very small. He was a very small guy. I, I believe I stepped on his feet. Um, so even I even didn't notice him uh, until somebody told me, "Hey, that was Prince. He was stepping on his feet." And I said, "Oh, sorry." Um, but just a few minutes later, and they came Bruce out of the hotel, and he was going to uh, he was going to his workout, um, which was just around the corner, and we've been waiting in there for about half an hour. And uh, after he came out, he, he really took time for us, and we were shaking hands and, and uh, doing our requests, and he took photos and signing our records. Uh, so we, we all had a good time. That was about, well, I guess there have been just about 10 or 20 trams uh, in front of the hotel with me. Oh, very cool. You're going to have to send me that picture. Um, I can do, yeah. I can do after the finish. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what did you say to him? I don't remember, and I'm sorry, but I... No, 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 that's okay. I guess it was just the normal fan stuff, you know, what what did fans say? Um, the only real thing that I remember is um, that I've asked for my request. I've been requesting the promise. From Bruce and um, I said to him, hey, Bruce, any any chance to hear the promise? And he, he just laughed and said, well, well, I will think about it. And yeah, the concert was next day, and he played it. He really played it. He came on stage and he said, this uh, lead uh, is Spitzer für Berlin, which means uh, this is a special song for Berlin. And I guess that was the first time he ever played the promise outside the USA. Wow. So that was really, let's say, the holy grail for us. And um, I've met some some other trams. Um, well, the story goes even longer. I've met some other trams uh, before the concert. We've been arriving in the morning, I believe about 12 hours before the concert starts. And I've been there and they had a a roll call and I've got the number 250. Um, as I said, 12 hours before the concert, I've been number 250. Um, but I've been a really fast runner back then. And so I managed to get the, the really the last three inches in front row for that concert this night. Um, so we had a lot of time and we will start chatting around with other guys around us. I believe that was a guy from Denmark beside me. And um, he got really excited as I told him that I've requested a promise. And he said, hey, well, a promise one of my favorites. And he managed to, if Bruce is really going to play the promise, I owe you a beer. Yeah. Yeah, and he played a promise. But I never met this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere but there's a Bruce fan. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast... Uh, you know, you need to go you find still him. Video, yeah. yeah, how funny. That's awesome. Um, but it, it, it goes further. Um, a few years later, I must have been the, the Devils and Dust tour, I guess, uh, still in, in Berlin. 
Uh, one of my friends was driving, and I, I don't know why, but I, I couldn't manage to get a free day, I guess, or something. So I wasn't with him. Um, but he was going to the concert in Berlin, and yeah, just before the show, he, he got some food in a, in a fast food restaurant. Um, I believe it was a Greek restaurant. And there he met another tramp from Denmark. And this guy told him, uh, he has been in Berlin before, a few years ago, and he, uh, he has met that guy who requested the promise. So they were both talking about me in Berlin. And my friend just smiled and said, yeah, I know that guy, I know that guy. Um, but the worst part about it, I still got my, didn't get my beer. <laughs> that is uh, funny. Uh, funny story, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish that I would have been there, but uh, yeah, you know, like, life goes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, talk to me about you. Do a website. You have a blog. Talk to me a little bit about first off. Tell the listeners what it is, and then talk about how you started this. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got a website since uh, oh, nearly 20 years ago. Um, that's Castils.net, and that's basically about the early days of Bruce Springsteen. You know, his first bands like the Castils, of course, Gimel, Dr. Zoom, and the Bruce Springsteen band. And I started that back in, let me see, 99 or 2000, I'm not sure. And um, back then I was, I have been working as an optometrist. I don't know, that's how you call it, the guys that make glasses. Did you get me? Yeah, I, I understand. Um, okay, so so I've been making glasses. Um, Google says it's an optometrist. I'm not sure if you call it that way. And uh, so I started working on the homepage uh, while I've been working in a workshop in my uh, break lunch. Um, I've been doing all the texts for the homepage. And I've started to do some research online, and um, at least back then it was quite easy to find all those guys. And I managed to get a lot of um, email contacts and email addresses, and I started asking the old guys um, playing with Bruce and those bands if they would uh, give me an interview, if I could contribute something to my homepage, and uh, most of them did, yeah. And yeah, that was how it was growing, and um, I got a lot of some interviews and eyewitness accounts, and I've been uh, doing all those texts, uh, the timeline, and the members of the bands, and so my homepage um, became quite famous, at least for the early days of Bruce Springsteen, and uh, I still got a lot of requests uh, about this scene, um, even if I haven't been working on the homepage quite a, a few years right now. Yeah, you know, I've spent some time playing with it and exploring, you know, kind of going. You've just, you've talked to a lot of people um, of just, you know, through his, all his different parts of his career. It's been amazing. How did you get so many, you know, people talking to you and doing this? I, I think this is you know, pretty impressive. Well, um, it started with the research uh, in Google or yeah. Yahoo back then, I guess. <laughs> I, I believe we still had Yahoo uh, back then. 
Um, well, basically about connection, you know. I found some of the guys like like Harvey uh, Children and Daisy Davy, and we've been talking and we've done these interviews and we've sent a lot of mails and so these guys get me in contact with other guys, uh, which get me in contact with other guys and so. It's it's basically just about connections, having connections with, with, with the guys. And um, a real big help was then L.B. Talon. Uh, he did major contributions to my work, and he's been a member of Dr. Zoom back then. And he was willing to write some really good stories for my homepage. And it was him who, who got me in contact with guys like Vinnie Lopez and, and Carl Tinker West, for example. Um, yeah, that's the way you do it. But um, one has to say that was nearly 20 years ago now. And uh, I guess it was much easier finding all those addresses and contacts in the internet back then because uh, everybody wasn't so upset like they are today with releasing their addresses. Yeah, that that is very cool. What are... Uh... Is there specific stories that you really uh, were surprised to hear or, you know, that you just were fascinated that you just said, wow, this is really neat? Um, I love Elby's contribution to my work. Um, he, he's really into stuff and I guess he really likes talking and writing about it. And uh, that's what you feel when you, when you read his stories. Um, there's one example I, I remember clearly that was uh, with um, Daisy Davy, because mm -hmm. I got this guy, David Hasler, I believe he got in contact with me by himself, and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm Daisy Davy uh, from the song Spirit and Night, and he wrote his story down for my homepage. And just a few months later, there was a blog on, I guess that was Grizzly Lake. And there was another guy saying, yeah, I'm Davey, uh, I'm Hazy Davy. And we still are not sure who's the right one. Of course, I believe my guy, and the Grizzly Lake uh, guys uh, believe her. Uh, um, so we are not sure about it. And... Um, just a few days ago, I, this, I find this old um, blog and guys talking about him, who's, who's right and who's not. But I'm not sure either. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's funny that um, I hear stories sometimes on the local sports station about people trying to pretend or, or claiming they're someone whether there's proof or not. And so yeah. I can imagine um, that, you know, people will go, uh, well, I'm, you know, this person or I'm this person. And it is, um, and I'm sure they all have good stories. Um, so that's, that's interesting. That's, that's really interesting. Um, so, um, what um you kind of yeah. talked about the river talking to you uh tell me um is there other songs or tell me a couple of songs that mean something to you you know 
reason yeah. why you may, um, you know, they they mean something to you? Well, a uh, good question. Um, yeah, the river of course, because it was the first song I've ever heard. I like the promise, um, especially the lyrics of the promise. I, I really like it. It's a, it's a sad song, you know. Well, and also because, you know, Bruce did it for you. So of course, I mean that would be one of my, that would be one of my favorite songs forever. You know, I would be. <laughs> Oh, you mean my good friend Bruce Springsteen, who dedicated this promise to me? I, I would tell that to everyone. Yeah, I did, I did, yeah, sure. Yeah. You can be sure, I did, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just a great song. I love this whole record, um, this is Darkness on the Edge of Town. Um, that's my all-time favorite record, uh, nothing close, a true masterpiece for me. Yeah. I would even go as far as to call it a piece of art, you know, of, of real art. Um, I like it. it it's, it's a record about people struggling, um, about things that don't come easy and about fighting for what you want every day, every night, you know. I and I believe that's something that we all know. Life ain't easy. Um, you know, life ain't a roller coaster and you just got to ride it. Um, I, yeah, Tunstan, I'm, um, I'm going to be talking, uh, in the next week or so with a fan and we're going to rank the songs on darkness. Um, okay. you know, and I, it is tough to do of, you know, okay, well, which song do you make your worst, you know, which ones, uh, do you pick first? And, um, you know, I, I had, you know, it was tough for me to, you know, pick a favorite and, and to pick a one that I, I'm okay, well, what do I call the least favorite? Because, you know, this is such a beloved album. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think The Promise... Do you think he should include the promise on darkness? No. You're comfortable no. with the not. You think it's okay? It is one of my favorites, yeah, and uh, probably my, my, my very favorite. And uh, it's now take, at least until we get 18 tracks. Um, but I, I think it, it doesn't fit to darkness. I, I love darkness the way Bruce did it. And uh, we know he's been thinking a lot about it, about the songs to include and which not to include. And I believe he's done pretty good with that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I love hearing all those outtakes, you know. I, I really love hearing this also, even if I don't like the big box um, he released recently. Uh, mostly because he, he, he reworked the outtakes, you know. I love those old original outtakes, even if they downfit to the highest quality expectations. Um, but uh, back to your question, I believe The Promise is, is one of my favorite songs, but I think it's good that it's not on the record. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine where to fit it in the record, you know? Yeah. Now, um, I but, loved the yeah. um, I loved the Promise box set that we got, right? That uh, Talking about darkness and those 
that two disc set that included, yeah. you know, the alternate version of Racing in the Street and and you know the other stuff. Yes, this is great. But as I said, he he did rework on some of the outtakes. You know, you can hear yeah. it that they are not original anymore, and that's something that I don't like. So I prefer the the old old takes uh, CDs uh, we all have. Um, but I love the, the artwork of the box. Of course, I got it. Yeah. Of course, I, sure. I, I, really, and, uh, I love the artwork. I love the booklet. And uh, I even love the remaster. Uh, but I still prefer hearing my old, uh, my old LP record. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, um, it's interesting because, you know, the, it's, I think it talks about Bruce as an artist, how he's, it is hard for him, I believe, to not to release things that aren't perfect. You know, uh, you see, um, you hear people talking about, um, you know, that have gone to sound checks that watch him, um, you know, go and test to make sure the sound's going to be good. And then you hear people who, uh, you know, we watch these documentaries and you just see the people that are, um, you know, you watch him going over and over, you know, the famous story of Jimmy Iovine, you know, stick, 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 talking about, you know, Max. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a very cool point of, you know, do you just, do you rework it or do you just sit there and let, you know, us see how the sausage was made kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have loved uh, the second one, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can get that. But uh, um, anyway, we, we fans, we all got these outtakes, you know, yes. so we haven't lost anything. No, and... You know, I do appreciate the fact that um, that they're going through, you know, every new uh, concert gets released, and now then they're going through and giving us the ability to buy old, uh, you know, shows that are mixed well, and we get to hear this. Um, you know, I, there's obviously a, a very heavy... Uh, bootleg network out there, but it, I, I kind of like the fact that we're getting them, you know, in specifically how he wants us to have them. So I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But I, I haven't bought that much of it. Um, I, I guess only the concerts I've been to, and that was uh, Berlin and Paris, um, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe these two are the only ones that I bought so far. <laughs> you know, I I am tempted to buy every one, uh, but yeah, I kind of roll through and I go, okay, are these um, are these songs? Are there songs in the album or this release that I really want to hear? Uh, the show, I, I've bought a couple of shows that I've attended just out of kind of the same thing you have, right? Going. Uh, well, I, I kind of want that, the experience of knowing I was there. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Mm-hmm. But I sometimes I believe this these records are just too perfect, you know. Yeah. I've had I've got all this old stuff here on on CD on my hard disk right now, and they all have their faults and they all have um, the good times and but they have kind of a soul, you know. Um, I've had a friend here. I have a friend here in Germany. Um, he's a very big Springsteen fan, maybe even bigger than me. And we've done a game lately, um, hearing these all bootleg CDs and guessing which show it is. You know, the rules were any CD in our collection, um, any disc, just three songs, and the other one has to guess which show it was. Oh, that's a and, uh, wonderful game. It, it worked quite well, you know. It's got a score of about 80%, I would guess. But it only worked because all these old records have their soul, you know. Yeah. They have all their own sound and they have all their own problems. And um, some had their highlights. Of course, you know, this old song wasn't played only a couple of times in the tour or something like that. And you can even hear it in, in Bruce's voice. Even if you don't know um, which tour about the showers, you can hear it in the sound and you can hear it in the voice of Bruce. And so that's how it worked. And I don't know if it's still working if you would use the, the official bootlegs because they are just too perfect, you know. And that's the reason why I even didn't bought this, the 78 shows from the Darkness tour um, because I, I love those old records even if they aren't perfect. That's... That's a cool thing. Um, that's a fun game. Um, how are you? Uh, and you said you get about 80% right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> May have been 70, but um, I was surprised um, how how good my score was. But his was either, I have to say. Well, good. Oh, wow, that's... I'm gonna. I don't think I could do that. Um, I would be lost. Uh, so good on you. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he, he could have tricked me with some uh, human touch stuff or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's the idea. I, I don't know that you were in the other band, as we call it. Um, so I, I would have definitely lost if he have got me some human touch uh, stuff to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so, wow, very cool. Mm. Yeah. But guys, um, you didn't say what, what's your favorite from Darkness on the Edge of Town, or is it a spoiler? Uh, so, uh, I am still debating. Um, I love I love Badlands, and yeah. I, I have a buddy, uh, Sam, who always... Um, thinks it's overplayed and he like we were going down we were driving down to houston to see a show which is about a three and a half hour drive from dallas texas and so we're on the road and uh and he was uh like i'm so tired of hearing badlands and uh and (laughs) And when the show, we got to Houston, the lights stand down, the band comes out, and they open with Badlands. And he just looked at me like, really? <laughs> really? And I said, sorry. <laughs> so um, so I always think of that. And then I love Factory. I, I, yeah. Um, 
it is, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've read a couple people who aren't fans of that, but I just, I love that, you know, Bruce and his father had such a difficult relationship, and I mm-hmm. love when, when he's not just complaining about his dad, but when he's sharing his respect for his father and understanding, yeah, you know, that's a point, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like um, when he talks about "Walk Like a Man," you know, that song, where um, yeah. you know, where he kind of acknowledges that he knew how struggle his dad was, and so yeah, I, I think that's uh, where it's going to be. Um, so yeah, very cool. Um, so, um, any chance, uh, you're going to be able to get to go see Broadway? No, I don't think so. Okay. No. Do you think, no. do you I've th- been to, to New York just the other year. Yeah. So um, I guess we're going yeah. to see it. Uh, have you been to a concert in the States or no? Have they, no? Okay. Um, only Europe. Okay. Um, so there are six countries, Germany, Netherlands, uh, Sweden, England, Ireland, and France. All right, very cool. Well, um, any last thoughts or anything you want to share? Well, here, I wanted to ask you. So when he tours again, which I am confident the E Street Band is not finished. Yeah, um, I hope so. Yeah. Makes sense, huh? Makes sense. Exactly. What... Um, what uh, are there songs besides now? You've already heard the promise. I'm sure you'd love to hear it again. But are there yeah. other songs you would love to hear him sing that you you know are kind of chasing? Of course, of course. Um, um, the last song from Darkness that I haven't heard live yet is Trees of Fire. Okay. Um, I would love to hear that one. I would mean I've got to finish the album and. Um, I would love to hear Wreck on the Highway. That was, um, I believe that was 2016. We have been in Paris, me and my friend again. And um, I could manage to get a free day for both concerts. So I've been there for the first concert. And um, it was an awesome concert, one of my favorites. But uh, I have to leave after that. And the second night was the first night in Europe, I guess, where Bruce um, played the whole River record. So my friend was there hearing Wreck on the Highway, one of my favorites, and I had to leave. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Now, that would be uh, a song I would love to hear, definitely, yeah. Now, I have been lucky enough. Uh, I, I was able to go to the River Tour here in the U.S., and so, you know, I've now heard the river completely. Yeah. Um, We've all been upset here, you know. We've been really, really, really upset because he promised to play the whole record. And when he comes to Europe, he stopped playing the record. He gave us normal shows, you know. And shows that, they weren't bad. It was really a great show, yeah. But we, right. we all been upset about it. And I even get more upset after I heard that he starts playing the whole record again, but just a couple of shows. You know, that, that's yeah. unfair. You know, what's funny is um, he, 
there were a lot of people that were complaining that um, he was doing the the river completely. You know, they said, oh, this is, you know, it shows that he's given up. And then, you know, and then another part of the people when he went to Europe and they weren't doing it were like, oh, I can't believe he's not doing it. So um, it is a true example of you can't win sometimes if you're Bruce. Yes. Um, right. Now, have you gone to mybosstime.com and, you know, put your shows and uh, so you can see what your most heard songs are and, uh, you know, what percentage of albums you've heard? No, I haven't. Bosstime.com? Yeah, no. it is mybosstime.com. My boss time, okay. Yeah. No, I haven't heard about that by yeah. So go there, and what they do is they have a chance to create an account. It's free. Then if you select your... Um, concerts you've attend, they have a database. And for example, oh, that's great, yeah. yeah. I've mm -hmm. only heard, I, I've heard 100% of Born to Run, 100% of The River. Uh, but for like Darkness, I haven't heard Something in the Night, Factory, or Streets of Fire. I've heard everything else. And so yeah. it goes through every album so you can talk about percentage of songs okay. you've heard. So it's, yeah, it's a fun website. Yeah, I've been doing this kind of list for myself. But yeah. I stopped a few years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is pretty easy. If you can remember the shows, it does all the uh, data for you. It'll tell you yeah. your rare songs, uh, like or songs he doesn't play very often. Uh, often those are covers. But, for example, yeah. he's only played The Wall 12 times, and I was able to hear it once. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, so those kind of things. Uh um, I guess my 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 worst uh, rarest song would be held up without a gun. I guess. Oh yeah, that that would be rare. Played it in Hamburg in Germany mm -hmm. a few years ago. I don't know. It was a real surprise. That was a real surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this has been great. Great. Uh, any final thoughts before I let you go? No. You? Any final questions? Um. Just I'm going to ask you what I do most of my thing. Um, I had Jay Ferguson is a honors English teacher for high school English, and he was on the show over a year ago, and he discussed Thunder Road as a poem, sharing it similar to Robert Frost, The Road, Less, the Road Not Taken. And at the end of the discussion, he asked the students, do you think Mary gets in the car? So that's my question to you. <laughs> Do you think Mary gets in the car or is she too afraid to uh, take that walk and open the door? Uh, that's a question. Um, I, I'm not sure if I really want to know if she, if she does. You know, I, yes. I like this. I, I like don't, not, not knowing what she will do. I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to. It's a good question. I'm not sure if I want to know the answer to it. I think that is a very fair answer. Um, you know, I'm an optimist, so I always believe, yes, she is going to be there. But um, I get I get not knowing. That's perfect. Very but nice. That's, that's, it. that's not darkness on the edge of town. Eh? That's born to run. So yeah. Probably she will. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, if someone wants to reach you, how can they? 
um, via my web page, of course, and okay. go to castiles.com and they will find uh, my contact address and you can write me a mail if you like in English and German, of course. Absolutely. Um, if you want to join me on the show and talk about your Springsteen journey, you can reach out to me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. I am on Facebook. We have Set Lusting Bruce. Um, my Twitter handle is at Set Lusting Bruce, and my personal Twitter is at Jesse Jackson DFW. If you get a chance, go to iTunes to rate and review the show. It really does help us find new listeners. Um, sir, Charleston, thank you so much. We're going to end with, well, now I built that Challenger by myself, but I needed money, so I sold it. Yeah. I lived a secret I could have kept to myself. But I got it drunk one night and told it. All my life I fought this fight, the fight that no man can ever win. Every day it just gets harder to live this dream I'm believing in. Thunder Road, oh baby, you were so right. Thunder Road, there's something dying down on the highway tonight. Thank you, Tunstan. Thank you, listeners. All right, and we'll talk to you soon. And when the promise was broken, I was far away from home, sleeping in the backseat of a borrowed car. Thunder Road is one for the lost lovers and all the fixed games. Thunder Road is for the tires rushing by in the rain. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.